Hello, listeners. Welcome to Season 5 of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Alexia Gordon, award-winning author and host of the show. Every other Thursday, I chat with an author writing on the not-so-gritty end of the crime fiction spectrum. If you prefer your mystery without hardcore sex and violence, join us in the cozy corner. Welcome. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, author and host of the podcast. Patricia Sargent, who writes mysteries as Olivia Matthews, returns to the corner today to chat about Murder by Page One, her Peach Coast library mystery from Hallmark Publishing. Welcome back, Patricia. Hey, Alexia. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I appreciate that. We're happy to have you. So let's start by learning about your new cozy. What's happening in Murder by Page One? Oh, I'm, I'm really excited about this series. Murder by Page One is the debut novel in my Peach Coast Library Mystery Series, as you mentioned. And it features a fish-out-of-water librarian. And I've always wanted to write a fish-out-of-water character, someone who the story sets in a setting outside of their comfort zone. So... Marve Harris is a native New Yorker, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. She's a librarian in the New York public library system, but to advance her career, she needs to leave New York and she gets a job opportunity in a small, very small southern coastal town, the fictitious town of Peach Coast, Georgia. When we meet her, she's been there for a couple of months. But she's still settling in, getting used to that small town versus big city vibe. There's some pros, of course, because now she can walk to work and she can afford her own home as opposed to a shoebox-sized apartment in Brooklyn. But there are also some things that she (laughs) needs to get used to, like the small town gossip and everybody being in your business and all of the southernisms and the different social attitudes. Uh, you, you alluded to some of the differences between Brooklyn, New York and small town Peach Coast, Georgia. So how do you use those cultural and social differences between the big, big northern city and small southern town to heighten the tension in your story? Oh, well, Great question. So, for example, there are, she's a quote-unquote outsider in this town where everybody knows everybody else. So, she's starting to, at the very beginning of getting entrenched in the community, there's still some people who are a little distant, but um, she is being embraced. On the one hand, to help solve the mystery, it's good to be able to say, oh, well, I didn't understand that. I'm new here. Or I just want to get to know you. I'm new here. But on the other hand, people don't confide in her the way that they confide in neighbors with whom they've grown up. And they're um, different. She's like the, the New York Minute. Everything has to happen yesterday. But then you have these um, residents who have like a Georgia hour 
Georgia. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Sit down and have a cup of cocoa. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, come on, we gotta get going, we gotta get going. Ah, down. Rest a while. Or have a glass of sweet tea. Exactly. Exactly. You want a biscuit? <laughs> And, and I, I do actually love sweet tea, by the way. So I'm, I'm, I'm not making fun of sweet tea. Um, actually, oh, I, was, I, was, I. <laughs> I was actually an adult before I realized that tea came any other way than sweet. <laughs> and and it's, speaking of, of sweet tea country, uh, what makes a small town in Georgia an ideal setting for a cozy mystery? Well, first it's small. <laughs> you don't have a lot of ground to cover. And because it's smaller, it's a, it's a little easier keeping track of the characters and their relationships to one another and the local businesses as well. So it's, it's easier for my mind. When, whenever I set a story, whether it's in a small town or a larger city, I just focus on that neighborhood so that I could keep the relationships and the location um, straight in my mind. Why did you choose librarian as a profession for your amateur sleuth? Oh, thank you for asking that question. As authors, we have a bit of a platform. And as I'm getting older, (laughs) (laughs) I decided to take a bit more care in the decisions that I make with the platform that I have. And one of the things that I wanted to do was to put a spotlight on some careers and industries that I really super admire. So for example, with my sister Lou Mysteries, I wanted to put a spotlight on women religious because I think that that we don't realize how very courageous they are and how they help to advance social causes, even at risk to themselves. So for example, uh, I read this book, If Nuns Rule the World, and really, the book was about sisters, but we'll get into that another time. And it, it just highlights how very cre- courageous and creative women religious are. And librarians, libraries and librarians do so much for our community. And the more I learn about the value that they add to communities in helping kids after school with homework assistance and helping people to with their uh, job searches, helping them to put their resumes together and offering computers so that they could do job searches when they can't afford a computer and the internet at home. I wanted to highlight careers that I think are especially heroic. So that's how I chose the librarian. And, and librarians are are heroic, and you know many of us uh, novelists got our our start as uh, eager readers with the library card. So uh, we 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 appreciate libraries. Absolutely, and that's why in in Murder by Page One, the first book, I have Marve go through the book when she meets a new person. She'll say, "Do you have a library card?" <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should have a library card. Yes, they're they're free. One of the few things in life that's still free, so everybody should have one. Absolutely, and they open a whole new world for you. I remember, if I could, I could just really quickly, 
when I was um, on some different hiring panels for different companies I worked for, one of my questions for people who worked in marketing and communications, one of my questions was, do you have a library card? Because if you're in communication, why wouldn't you have a library card? Yeah, another uh, profession uh, that you talk about in in your book, you have a librarian solving the murder, but your murder victim is a mystery novelist. So what inspired that decision? I wanted to position the murder in um, a place where there was literature. There was like a, a whole, a book setting. But for the life of me, I couldn't convince myself to put a dead body in the library. So I thought, how about if we had an author sign? Then we could put the dead body in a bookstore. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't mean any disrespect, but I just could not put a a corpse in my library. For all those authors who think that their author signings were were bad, they weren't as bad (laughs) as this. You, you have her as a debut novelist, so she's just getting um, an awareness of, of uh, her name. And sadly, she had some good reviews before her life was cut short. <laughs> so, so, so any, any debut authors out there, just remember, no matter how scary it is being a debut, it's going to work out better than it worked out for this <laughs> poor author. <laughs> definitely, definitely, trust me. Now, you mentioned that uh, in, in your novel that popular media's depiction of fiction writing as a lucrative career was greatly exaggerated, which is true. So what else do you wish that people knew about novelists? There, thank you for asking. There, there are so many things that I wish readers knew about the publishing industry in general. As an example, sometimes we get unfortunate covers. That's that's not up to us. The majority of times, there are very few authors who have any input into their covers. I also wish that readers knew the power that they had or that they have with the publishing industry. Money talks. So if there are types of books that you would like to read or you would like more of, then if you could support that book by telling your your reader friends about the book and encouraging them to buy a copy of the book, that would ensure that not only does that book do well, but books within that genre or within that type of stories will will be in in greater demand. Readers have a lot of power, but I don't think they realize how much. And you bring up a good point. This this is a business, and so publishers who want to make money and not lose money, because that's what business people want, uh, will you know support more of what sells well, and and not so much of what doesn't sell at all. And, and selling also means to libraries. So checking a book out from a library helps the book. Um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I, I can't afford to go buy it. But again, 
that library card's free. And if you check that book out from the library, that will also help that book. That is so very important to underscore, Alexia. Thank you for saying that. Because the more you demand from that author, the more copies of the books get. Libraries have to pay for those books, too. And usually the libraries pay more for it one copy of that book because that copy is shared with so many other people. But the library will, will have more copies of that book. They'll buy more books from that author. So use your power readers. <laughs> Support yes. the books that you want to read. Yes, and, and, and we do appreciate readers and libraries and bookstores uh, for helping us because um, we, we wouldn't be where we are without them. So we, we do appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, I, I do have to ask the is the title "Murder by Page One" is that a reference to the you have to have a murder by page one of the book? <laughs> it is a reference to someone saying that. When I belonged to a local uh, professional writing group, there was uh, a member who was part of our active critique group. She wrote romantic suspense, and she would insist that whoever's story she was critiquing, she, we would hear her saying, you got to put the dead body on the first page. <laughs> I thought she, I would laugh every time she said that. It just sounded so hilarious to me. You can't start a different book the same way every time. So that's my nod to her, murder by page one. <laughs> you can't always start with a corpse on the first page. Speaking about uh, more about uh, authors on the, the Hallmark uh, publishing website on the about the author section, uh, it notes that your mysteries put ordinary people in extraordinary situations to have them find the hero and inside. And I love it. stories about regular folks so dealing with the unexpected are my favorite types of stories, um, as well as fish out of water stories. I love those too. So can you, can you talk more about that, about helping ordinary people, giving them obstacles to, to overcome and, and find out more about what they're, what they're made of? Oh, thank you, Alexia. One of the things that I've noticed, if you look at people they often underestimate or contrarily <laughs> overestimate how they will react in a unfamiliar situation, in, in a tenuous situation. And I, I think that it gives people more comfort to know that there are tools you can use if you're in a tenuous situation. You don't necessarily need military training to defend yourself in a crisis. You don't necessarily need a weapon to defend yourself in a, in a crisis. If you could picture yourself in the situation that I put Marbet in, here's how Marbet got out of that. And she didn't have a weapon. All she had was her mind. If you could see yourself in that situation, then heaven forbid you find yourself in a tenuous situation or in a crisis, I think it gives you greater courage to find the hero inside. We just all need to realize that we do have 
that hero inside. Just give yourself a chance. Cozy's to give people comfort, you know, the the comfort of having some time to uh, sort of get to know a place before the bad things start happening, the comfort of knowing that uh, they can uh, look inside themselves and and find a way to to make it through a bad situation. And they also give the comfort of food. Um, comfort food is, <laughs> is a thing. Uh, I, I am a huge fan of, of comfort food. Uh, and in Murder by Page One, the comfort food comes in the form of peach cobbler. There's a recipe for that in, in, in the novel, uh, which is fitting for a town called Peach Coast. So who, um, who, who developed the cobbler recipe for the book? Paul Marcus. <laughs> Honey, you do not want me baking for you, please. Now, I could, I, could do a main, I could do a mean brownie, but if you think more complicated, you really should go to the store or Hallmark. <laughs> did Hallmark get input free from you? Did, like, did they ask, did you want you know a peach cobbler versus a peach pie versus something else? Or did they say, hey, here's a peach cobbler recipe? No, actually, I, I think the fact that I had so many references to peach cobbler <laughs> in the story kind of gave them a clue that that was where I was leaning toward. And to be candid with you, I, mm. I'm not really sure why people like to put the recipes in the books, but I'm cool with it. And when Hallmark said, oh, we're we're going to do this, because it, it was, they, they told me they were going to do it. So it, I had an opportunity to say, nah, let's try the chocolate chip cookies instead. But I was really glad that they chose the, the peach cobbler because um, I have so much, so many references to it. And then in the second book, I put a greater emphasis on a on a different pastry. So we'll see if they go with that one or with something else. Uh, do you have a favorite peach dessert? Actually, Alexia, between you and me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really into the peach dessert. I like the fruit. <laughs> I don't really like the the peach dessert too much. So you're you're more of a like peaches and cream fan? I'm more of a like apple pie or pumpkin pie or pecan pie. Not so much the peach, but for some reason, I just had the cobbler stuck in my head. <laughs> what, what is very Georgia? I mean, Georgia is what the peach state, right? So it, it, it does fit with Georgia. Um, and uh, and fresh peaches are, are wonderful. I, I, you know, if you, especially if you can get one that was straight off the tree, that's, uh, oh that, that's a really good peach. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, I love the fruit. And actually, at the beginning of the book, Marve remembers that um, when she first started going to that coffee shop, the owner-operator offered her a peach cobbler, and she turned it down, and everybody gave her the side eye. And that's when she started buying one every single day. <laughs> One thing people might not know about you is that you also write romances as Patricia Sargent. Uh, how is writing a mystery different than writing a romance, or how are they similar on the, the flip side of that? Oh, that's a great question. And, you know, um, the similarity that I find between the, the two genres is the character development and the relationships between the different um, characters. So, so when I'm 
when I'm preparing to write either one, I need to go pretty deep into my characters and how they connect with each other and how they repel each other. So, to me, that's a similarity. The difference is just um, the, the beats in the, in the pacing. I have to include the corpse <laughs> in the cozy. And, and that's a, a, a big, um, it helps with the pacing. But in the romance, it's the conflicts between the characters that move the story along. When I first started writing, I started in romantic suspense. So there are corpses in those stories, too. But allegedly, my publisher told me that um, at the time, romantic suspense wasn't selling well. So they wanted to do away with romantic suspense, but they wanted to keep me. So they wanted me to switch to contemporary romances. And I turned to my husband when I read the email. I turned to my husband and I said, I don't think I know how to plot a story without a corpse. What, I, what am I supposed to do? So, so, so you sort of identify the, the commonalities, the, the conflicts and uh, the complexities of the characters seem to be at the, the sort of the root of both. And did that help? Did identifying that sort of help you make that pivot to uh, the, the romances without the dead bodies? on absolutely <laughs> that's what I had to realize it was it was the character stupid that's what keeps <laughs> the reader in the story is the character I mean it's not the corpse the corpse is not a character so <laughs> w- what you need to do is to just put a greater emphasis on the characters and, and writing contemporary romances for so long I think really helped me to strengthen my characterization in, in my mystery. Because you so, really have to focus on the character. So we've got well-drawn characters. We've got Peach Cobbler. Uh, we've got a small town in Georgia with, with a library. So what's what's next for Marvay and, and the uh, rest of the cast of, of your Peach Coast Library series? Oh, thank you so much for asking. I am super excited about development. So uh, the second book in the Peach Coast Library Mysteries, Murder Out of Character, is avail- will be available in August of 2022. And in that one, there's a serial killer <laughs> in, the, in the story. And one of Marvay's bestest friends and potential love interests Spencer Hall is on the hit list. And I really loved writing this story because, you know, at first, Marvay has her suspicions and no one is believing her and then suddenly they believe her. And it, it was just, that was a lot of fun for me. And originally I wanted to call it Murder in Series, but that kind of messed up with the algorithms for Amazon and, and other oh. booksellers. <laughs> so we changed it to Murder Out of Character. And um, after after that one, there's a third story um, that I'm starting to draft. It's called Murder Under a Pen Name. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that one, too. So in, in Murder Out of Character, one of the secondary characters, Adrian, who is a librarian, and library assistant, we learn a little bit more about him, and I really love him. And then in, in 
Murder by Penning, we learn a little bit more about the head librarian, her um, Marvay's boss. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Readers will be able to look forward to uh, seeing more of the the secondary characters sort of get their t- their chance to shine on the page, exactly. uh, which is which is always wonderful. Yeah, I and, love that stuff. <laughs> and what's what's next for you? I think you're working on a, another series as well, right? Yes. Uh, thank you for asking. I I was super excited to be contracted to write three um, cozy mysteries for St. Martin's Press. And this one is a Spice Isle Bakery mystery. And it, it's about a West Indian American family in Brooklyn, New York, and they're opening a bakery. So in that story, the, there is an actual neighborhood in Brooklyn called Little Caribbean. So it, I, I get a chance to explore and share my own West Indian heritage, because this family is a Grenadian American family, which is what my family is. And the foods, the cultures, the, the lore, I'm really, and murder, I'm really excited about that. More uh, mystery blended with uh, food and, and culture. Uh, that, that sounds very exciting. And uh, should we all can't wait to uh, see your new series as well as Fellow book, follow-up books in the Peach Coast Library series uh, hit the shelves. So where can readers buy a copy of Murder by Page One um, and the future books once they're available? Well, I'm super excited that um, the Peach Coast Library mystery uh, book and, and the other books will be available both online at, at booksellers like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Apple iTunes, as well as brick and mortar stores as as well. And I have some links on my website, patriciasargent.com. I use every available letter in Patricia Sargent. And so I have the order links there, and you can also find out about upcoming books on patriciasargent.com. And is that the best place for readers to connect with you on your website? Do you have any uh, social media channels? or Actually, I know you have a YouTube channel uh, where... uh, well, actually, the YouTube channel isn't really about me. The YouTube channel is more about my love of literature and my wanting to support and encourage literature and literacy. It's, it's Novi, Novel Vision TV, is it, I promote it as a channel for the book lover in you. And it, it spotlights different authors, and I'm really looking forward to putting you in the spotlight, Alexia. (laughs) And it also um, spotlights, so you have, we have author interviews, and we also have interviews with industry insiders, like librarians and literary agents, booksellers, uh, book club presidents. Those are on the um, Novi Novel, Novel Vision TV, which is on YouTube. So if you go to youtube.com, and you type in Novi Novel Vision TV, the channel will come up. We're, we're a new channel, which is why we don't have a direct link right now. <laughs> <laughs> so readers can pick up a copy of Murder by Page One to read about a fictional librarian, then hop over to Navi TV to hear from some real librarians. Yes, yes, that is my hope. And the uh, Novi, tv.com if you go to that site, the e-newsletter subscription 
a subscriber box pops up. So if they want to subscribe to the e-newsletter to get weekly announcements of the upcoming shows. Well, thank you very much for coming back to the corner to chat with me, Patricia, and to talk about your books as well as your your YouTube channel that's uh, helping uh, promote the uh, publishing and, and library industry. Um, I, I'm, I always love having you, you here as my guest. Oh, Alexia, it's always such a pleasure, a, a joy to chat with you. I really appreciate it. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. My guest today was Patricia Sargent, writing as Olivia Matthews. We chatted about Murder by Page One, her Peach Coast library mystery from Hallmark Publishing. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Alexia Gordon, award-winning author and host of the show. Tune in next time for another chat with an author writing on the lighter side of crime. Until then, goodbye.